Hey, happy Thursday, everyone. This is the boss, Robert A. Tucker, and you're listening to Rob and Harry on Wrestling. Harry is on a uh, vacation, sabbatical, what have you. He's not here today. But anyway, uh, I am going to cover on this specific episode. It's going to be a two-part episode, so I'm going to release two different parts on this. I'm going to cover Wednesday Night Dynamite from the previous week's show, which would be the 7th of September. So next week when you get a show, it's going to be for the 14th. But the episode actually after this, the two-part episode, I'm going to be covering Raw results. And I like to go over the the actual shows thoroughly. Like I, I, I take notes on this stuff because I want to give my opinions. I want to try to understand what is going on on these shows. It's not like it was when I started watching wrestling. I'm like many. I started really, truly watching wrestling during the Attitude Era. That was when I felt like wrestling was at its best. I know some people don't think that. Other people believe that it was just hot-shotted. But that's when I really enjoyed it, especially WCW. I was a real big WCW fan. So, And, and I think AEW presents a lot of WCW elements. So I enjoy watching it for that part. Uh, and plus, it's just different from WWE. Provides a different perspective on wrestling. But... You know, let's just dive into the results. I started watching it. Tony Khan comes on TV, makes an announcement. You know, look, I'm, I'm going to leave out some parts of this show because, one, they just weren't important parts, or two, they're just not really worth mentioning. But Tony Khan, he, he makes an announcement that the trios and world titles are vacated. The trios title will be determined via a match between Death Triangle and the best friends in Orange Cassidy. And <laughs> my notes say... Whoopee. Not very excited about that one. Uh, then he announces the world title tournament where Moxley and Jericho, and I mentioned this, I think it came up on our last episode, where Moxley and Jericho get like these unexplained buys into the tournament. It, even Tony Khan just didn't even explain it. Like they released the image last week, I believe, on social media. And. I, you know, without watching the show, I didn't, I didn't understand. I was, you know, I but I went back and I watched it. Watched Tony Khan give the announcement. Doesn't explain it. Don't understand that. And another question I had was, why aren't more wrestlers in this tournament? You know, what were the qualifiers to be in it? Why only a select few? Uh, and then also, he started mentioning um, all these world titles that people have won, giving credence to like the WWF world titles. I just, I don't understand that one. Like, the, their world titles are equal to yours? It just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that, that mindset into that. But nonetheless, Moxley and MJF, we got some promos that went on here. You know, we all saw MJF, he came out, he talked about how, you know, how the chip that he won. Uh, he actually starts thanking the fans in Buffalo from the Jersey, New York area. So, you know, I guess that makes sense. But... Not sure if he was really going for the babyface or heel here, but we got glimpses of both. So I mentioned on the last episode where, you know, I just don't understand the appeal for John Moxley. Don't get it. I know a lot of AEW fans really enjoy the guy, but he just does nothing for me. But he, he comes out, it's almost, you know, I understand how Jim Cornette feels on this. You know, I listen to his podcasts all the time. And uh, I don't want to quote him on everything because I don't agree with him on everything with regarding to you know with regarding to AEW even WWE and stuff like that. But 
it's almost dead on that he's do, he's cosplaying Stone Cold Steve Austin. I did read where Moxley, like one of his idols, was Terry Funk, and he you know strives to be more and more like Terry Funk. I just don't I don't see that in John Moxley. Anyway, he comes out and he says MJF is full of crap. So then that's where MJF goes full heel, wipes his ass with the Josh Allen jersey, throws it into the crowd. So he was just kind of. Uh, Playing the the crowd for fools there. And then, you know, Moxley tells MJF to get lost. They act like they're going to go, you know, they're going to go, you know. they He starts taking up, you know, MJF starts taking off his shirt. And, you know, they tease that they're going to start fighting. And then MJF bails, typical heel move. But, you know, Moxley is pissed about everything. He gives this rah-rah speech about the AEW world title. And then he was supposed to be on vacation. And I wrote yawn. I just this promo just didn't really do anything for me. I know somebody had to give a promo like this based on the CM Punk and and uh, elite actions that took place backstage uh, recently, but it just eh, it didn't really it just really didn't do anything for me. Moxley talks about the tournament. Promo ends at eighteen fifty six into the show. We're almost twenty minutes into the show. We haven't seen a match. Nothing. Just promos. So then uh, we've got the Death Triangle versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. One of the first questions I had was, why is Dan Housen with the Best Friends? I've seen his ROH work. I know what he can do. I don't understand the pairing with the Best Friends. doesn't make any sense to me. And I like almost all the stuff that Dan Housen does online with regards to, you know, the videos that he posts, reading fan mail, you know, stuff like that. That gets fucking great. I just don't understand this pairing. Uh, Orange Cassidy's entrance video is stupid. Uh, I, it's dumb. Don't get it. Don't get the music. And his shtick is just overdone and boring. It just does nothing for me. It was cool. It was funny. The first about six months, I think people got a kick out of it, but it's just dry at this point. It just, he does nothing. He does nothing for me. I, I, I know he's somewhat over with that crowd. I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Another question I had is what is the silly thing that the Lucha Brothers do at the start of the match. Like, what is, what the fuck, is, what is going on there? I don't, I don't understand. Another note I had is, as big as Pac is, why is anything that Chuck Taylor does to him hurt him? I don't understand that either. Chuck Taylor looks like a greasy high school janitor. Lots of choreographed, pre-planned, cooperative moves. Just saw Pac barely grab Trent by the collar, and he just, Trent just cooperated wide-eyed and not selling anything into another corner. Double takedown from Orange to both Lucha Brothers was ridiculous. Pack knocking out Danhausen was good. Selling for Orange, not so much, although moves look good. Tornado DDT from Trent looked good. I'm willing to bet 75% of this match. I'm willing to bet 75% of this match are nothing but knees and kicks. That, that was pretty much true throughout. Tons of finishing kickouts. The finishers mean absolutely nothing. The only thing that can keep these guys down are nuclear bombs, apparently. Canadian Destroyers on everyone. Most overused move outside of super kicks. Death Triangle wins after pack with move off top. Now, after every match that I review, I'm going to give a rating just based on you know how it made me feel at the end of the match, based on the notes that I've taken, what I observed. Um, I'm giving this a 2 out of 5. Yeah, this was very indie-rific. Not a lot of psychology. Not a lot of stuff that makes sense. The trio stuff, I expected that. You know, I explained on the last, the past episode that 
a lot of times when it comes to anything above a tag team, it turns into a huge clusterfuck. Just people doing moves to do moves. There's little psychology involved. None of it makes any sense. Um, I, I, I rarely like watching six-plus tags, you know, the six-man tags. I, I just can't. Uh, plus, I, I just can't do it. it I, it's all over the place. There was then a Dark Order and an Andre L. E. Dolo segment. I wrote, what the fuck was this? Like, I don't understand what the fuck I just watched. Some comedy that... Am I supposed to take this seriously? Why is this on this show? Moving on. Penelope Ford versus Tony Storm for the uh, women's title. Kip Sabian has a box over his head. I wrote, what the fuck is this? Uh, Weak lockup. Horrible telegraphed kick miss. Too much cooperation on mat moves. Nice kick to Penelope's face on the outside. I know that had to hurt. It looked like it hurt. Throw into the corner and Penelope doesn't hit the ring post as she should have. So Tony Schiavone has to explain the fuck up. The absolute worst rolling DDT I think I have ever seen. And announcers are again explaining the fuck ups. Rating 2 out of 5. I don't... Did nothing for me. You know, I, I don't think these two women are bad. I just think there's... There's way too much cooperation going on. I don't get the fucking Kip Sabian. Why? Why the thing with him? Why is he still here? It makes no sense to me. It's like he's just he he's got to be he's got to be friends with with the uh, the EVPs or something. He, he's just got to be at this point. The acclaimed Swerve segment. The acclaimed entrance with Billy Gunn interrupted by Swerve. Apparently, Swerve is a heel now. So swerve in our glory or heels. I thought that they were baby faces. I don't. I don't fucking know. Uh, Billy cuts off swerve and gets a pop. I don't understand the scissor me ass man. What? what why? Uh, what? What the fuck does that even mean? And why the hell are we saying it? All right. What was the point in this? Was there supposed to be a match? Everything just ends, and that's it. Like there's. Were they supposed to come? I mean, I understand. They didn't even get down to the ring. They just did it all in the entrance way. So I, I don't understand that. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara promo. Jericho Jericho called Brian Danielson, Brian Danvison. I don't know the point of this promo. That didn't make any sense. None of it did. And then they talk about how sexy they are. It just... This would have been this would have been skip worthy if I could just fucking if I knew what was coming on this. Uh, Wardlow versus Tony Nice. I like Tony Nice, but if Wardlow doesn't dominate this match in two to three minutes, it's a failed booking. That's what I wrote at the beginning. Uh, Mark Sterling is the best manager that this can come up with. I wrote, uh, "Hey Tony Khan, give me a call." <laughs> Big clothesline, three power bombs by Wardlow and win. Uh, lasted like two minutes. So there we go. Two to three minutes. Uh, Wardlow is saying he's heard things on the internet. You know, I, I wrote, why was this needed? Why, you know, why did we, why did we, why did we need this? I, I don't, I don't fucking understand. Anyway, I, I, it's just something I wouldn't have said or I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had a uh, talent say. Yeah, the internet's out there. You know, you got to acknowledge that the internet is out there, but why acknowledge that you're really following what people are saying on the internet about you. I don't understand that. Also, is Wardlow trying to be Gerard Butler in 300? 
Uh, that's what I'm getting. I mean, maybe somebody told him he looked like Gerard Butler. I I don't I don't fucking know. I, I don't get what's going on with the entrance and all that shit. It seems like he's trying to be Gerard Butler or something. Uh, and then during his promo, that that gave off more vibes about that. I wrote the booking for Wardlow could be so much better. Oh God, it could be better. I mean, he's left off pay per views, and it's just God, it's a fucking shame. Uh, I did give this a three out of five. It was way better than the previous two matches and the previous segments. So, did give it that. Hey, professional wrestling fans and podcast fans. This is the boss, Robert A. Tucker from Rob and Harry on Wrestling. And if you want to check us out in the future, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and many, many more platforms. We are all over the web. We release podcasts weekly on Thursdays. Uh, This includes, (laughs) folks, everything regarding the wacky and zany world of professional wrestling. We're talking about results from Dynamite and Raw, most specifically, but we may also include stuff from Rampage and SmackDown and, uh, you know, pay-per-views. So if you want to check out that bonus content, I would urge you to go over to Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash rhow. That's patreon.com. The R How stands for Rob and Harry on Wrestling. So forward slash R How. There's many tiers to choose from. You get all kinds of different bonus content. And not only just professional wrestling, but we also talk about movies, music, TV, everything. Just check us out, folks. What have you got to lose? So first round of the tournament's coming up here. It's Brian Danielson versus Adam Page. Adam Page, I wrote, is the worst cowboy I've ever seen. And he literally chops... Danielson in the throat in this match go back and watch it I mean it's just like aiming for the chest and you chop him in the throat I mean you can just see Danielson grab his throat I mean that had to had to sting a little bit Uh, I wrote nice aim bud Danielson shows he's a ring general and carrying this match working Paige's arm if Paige wins this match it's a fucking travesty considering everything that's went on with Adam Page he set this company back uh, so far by going out and going in business for himself. Jericho shown smiling weirdly at the monitor backstage. It was a fucking weird look. I, I guess he's supposed to be happy with what's going on about who he's going to face. Whatever. Danielson really fucking up that arm, but Adam Page is still using it with little selling of it. If you go back and watch this, watch how little Adam Page actually sells that arm. He does... He does it occasionally, but he's still punching. He's st- still trying to throw clotheslines, all kinds of shit with it. Picking up, you know, Danielson off the top rope with it. Yeah, whatever. Chopping, you know. I wrote, Danielson is fucking awesome. What a match. He is really carrying Paige. And then Danielson won. The right guy won. Thank fucking Jeebus on this. Uh, I can't state that much, you know, enough. And one of the things I wrote is, should... Page be taken seriously with everything that's gone on in AEW with him shooting on CM Punk and he's been with the Dark Order the Dark Order have done nothing of really significance at all since Brody's passing so I gave this a 5 out of 5 I mean if you guys go back and watch this this is a technical masterpiece by by Danielson he just carried Page throughout this entire match It's it's quite it's quite awesome. Go back and watch it. Definitely recommend it. What is disappointing is that the fact that this was not the main event. No, won the main event. We still had a little bit to go. 
We had a Jungle Boy vignette, Stokely Hathaway, Guns, and uh, a W. Morrissey promo. Uh, the Jungle Boy vignette was good. I, 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 you know, he actually showed some intensity. It's amazing what somebody can do when they're not trying to do it in front of a crowd. Apparently, he gets really nervous in front of a crowd and giving promos and stuff like that. I, I don't understand that with your act, you know, your dad being an actor, and you know, I just doesn't make any sense to me. But you know, to each their own. Uh, this was really good. Uh, and then there's this weird promo that Stokely Hathaway, the uh, Guns, and W. Morrissey come out and they attack a fucking camera guy because he tells them that they need to cut it short. Um, don't understand that. I wrote, what the hell was the point in this? Are they going to wrestle the camera guy? Like, what the fuck was the point in this? We then have a Claudio Castagnola, uh, Castagnoli and uh, Dax Harward vignette. Uh, it's a pretty good little vignette for Dax and Claudio for the for the ROH title. Uh, it's fine. Um, you know, nothing wrong with that one. And then... The Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia match, I didn't fucking watch. I'm sorry, I just didn't. I was pissed that this was the fucking main event. I went through this entire fucking episode, and this was the main event. Like, I just, I don't, I don't get this booking. I don't get it. Now, I can understand this being at the beginning, where you've got a lot of flying action, you know, stuff, cruiserweights. I mean, this is what WCW used to do. But this shit right here is like WCW 2000-esque. It's right on board with that. I wrote, don't care, didn't watch. Why is this the main event? Why does anyone care about this match enough for it to be the main event? These guys should be wrestling at the beginning of the card, which is what I just said, not at the end. How can you follow up this? How can you follow up the Danielson page match? That That's what I, I mean. How can you follow that up? Rating? Fuck it. That's what I wrote. <laughs> the rating on the Danielson and, and Page match, I gave a five out of five. I mean, that was that was a pay per view level match that was on a free show. I would definitely recommend them to save that for a pay per view style show. I just, yeah. So that is Dynamite. I wish I could have more conversation on it. There, I pretty much explained everything as well as I could with all the notes that I've taken. But yeah, I don't understand how the Brian Danielson versus Adam Page match would not be your main event. Uh, as much as I just don't get the Adam Page stuff with, with AEW, I don't understand the appeal. They boot his ass out of the fucking building, though. That was fucking great. I love that. I just don't understand the whole appeal for him. Don't get it. Uh, he's a fake cowboy. I just, yeah, I just, I don't get it. Don't get it at all. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Dynamite Review. I've got a Raw review that will come up next. This is going to post first, but stay tuned for the second part of this. You'll see it in your feed. Be sure to listen to it. Give me something to listen to at work, while you're on the road, what have you. Thanks for listening in, and until next week, bye-bye. Well,